0: You're listening to The Podcast Insider, episode one. What's up, everyone? My name is Devin McDonald, and I am lead podcast producer at Devenio Podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of The Podcast Insider, a look behind the scenes at the stories and lessons learned from today's top podcasters. If you're looking to start a podcast for yourself or your business, or maybe you already have a podcast and you're looking to find new ways to take things to the next level, then this is where you'll find all the tools, best practices and strategies to produce your show, grow your audience and build brand loyalty. Each episode I'll be sitting down with a podcaster to talk about specific topics like how to plan your podcast episodes, what you'll need to record your podcasts, how to publish your podcast and distribute it to your audience all while hearing each podcaster's unique story on how they built their audience and their brand we'll also be hearing from people who help podcasters produce record or market their series and achieve their goals which gives some great outsider perspective and can be incredibly valuable And with that, today I'm joined by Alicia Esposito, content strategist at Content for Demand, where she's worked with an almost endless list of Fortune 500 companies over the years. Her expertise are all over the map, And she's not only just responsible for content ideation and strategy, but she sees it all the way through design and the marketing execution. She's super passionate about branding and content storytelling. And if we're doing podcasts, let's be real, storytelling should be a huge focus of yours. I really enjoyed this conversation with Alicia as she brought some really interesting perspectives on why businesses should be including podcasting in their content arsenal. She also shared some key things to think about when starting your podcast, including planning and production tips, which marketing channels to utilize, how to find topics that really hook your audience, and how to measure the success of your podcast. Now, all these things should give you a great head start in building your very first podcast. So let's dive in. So today we're going to talk about why podcasting should be a player in today's marketing mix. You know, we see visual marketing really dominating the content world. So why should brands start considering podcasting?
1: Well, I think you already kind of touched on it there, Devin, that there's a lot of content out there. And I think brands are starting to realize that it takes a lot more for them to stand out. And uh, podcasting is really effective because it's such a hot topic in people's everyday lives. You know, there's the popularity of Serial and other podcast series like that. So I think brands are starting to think about, you know, what stories can we tell? What can we do to connect with people on that deeper, more personal level than just creating a brief or an ebook or a video? And it creates that consistency, I think, of engagement that a lot of brands are trying to create now with their prospects and customers.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a really great way to give your brand a voice. I feel like people connect a lot more with podcasting than just sitting there and reading a piece, you know, the voice adds a much more personal touch that really humanizes the brand. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll probably get into strategy and approach for podcasts later on, but I also think, um, You know, it it speaks volumes when a brand can, you know, forge connections between their audience and other like-minded people or experts in a particular field or topic. And that really creates a community, which I think, you know, again, a lot of brands are trying to do. And it's something that, you know, they struggle with when they're just creating static or visual content.
0: Sure. And for me personally, with the podcast that I listen to, I just love that I get to know the people behind the brands that I have an enormous amount of respect for. It's just another example of that personal touch that's just so unique to podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the accessibility of podcasts. You know, with podcasts being an audio format, it frees people up to multitask. I know that as I'm driving to work every day, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. And people are listening while they're working or cleaning up the house. You know, just the other day, it snowed and I was shoveling. And what did I have on a podcast? So for me, it feels like I'm not missing any opportunity to grow as a professional by tuning into these podcasts while I'm multitasking and doing other things. You know, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for instance, in the B2B space where, you know, we, we specialize content for demand, um, we're hearing a lot of buyers say that although they give more credence to content, they just don't have the time mm. to consume all the content that they want to. Sure. So what we're finding is a lot of people are downloading things, but they're not necessarily engaging with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think podcasts are effective because, It allows them, like you said, to be able to engage with the content while doing other things. They're no longer confined to reading a 10-page report or um, to spend half an hour to dig into survey data. They're able to kind of control, you know, what they do when they engage with the content. And, um, you know, I think that's really key, giving, giving the customers more control. And then for the brand, it allows them to... Be present in their buyers' everyday lives, whether they're checking their email, shoveling snow, or commuting to and from work.
0: Sure. I think it also lowers the barrier of entry for a lot of people too. I mean, the way podcasting works right now, you can subscribe using your favorite podcasting app, which by the way, every iPhone comes preloaded with one and via the RSS feeds, new episodes for the series that you subscribe to are downloaded directly to your phone in real time and you're notified. So it's very non-intrusive. Whereas a lot of other content formats require outbound marketing campaigns behind them. These people are already opted in uh, to your content by subscribing and it's downloaded directly to their phone. So it's all ready to go for them to consume it.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So As the trend continues and more and more people are listening to podcasts, when it comes to your role at Content for Demand and building a business strategy around these podcast series and episodes, at what stage of the buyer's journey are you really seeing podcasts have the biggest impact for your clients?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because what we're seeing some companies try to Use podcasts as a bottom of the funnel tactic mm-hmm. where they kind of bring in their sales reps or product experts and they kind of use it to close the deal in that final stretch. But we actually find it to be more effective at the complete opposite end, at the top of the funnel, because like you said, you know, people are wanting. Information and insight, you know, in their everyday lives. So they're subscribing, they're, you know, tuning in on a weekly or monthly basis to get information. So it only makes sense that we consult brands, encourage brands to use podcasts as a awareness driving, brand building initiative. Sure, whether it's around you know a core topic or theme that they're really going to market with, but at the end of the day, it's about how they create that high-level story to draw buyers in. So that's, that's where we're really seeing the most success there.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. Uh I think top of funnel is key here. You know, I was interested in listening to a new podcast episode about a week ago. And I go to click on the link and listen to it and it was gated with a form. And I, I immediately lost interest in listening to the episode. And it just left a bad taste in my mouth for the brand. Uh, because you know, in my opinion, that should be free content. It should be the entry point. Uh, so I agree 100% that utilizing podcasts for the top of funnel mm-hmm. is where you'll see them be most effective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about the value exchange, right? It's okay, I may be giving my email, but what am I going to get out of it? And you kind of alluded to this with subscriptions. If it's, you know, hey, give us your email so we can send you more episodes if yep. they're released, there's a clear value there for the buyer which will kind of eliminate that frustration that I think if you came across it otherwise.
0: Yeah, and and I think the key there is is not requiring it. Yeah. So the content is free, you can listen all you want, but sign up for updates, subscribe to the channel. You know, you can have the form there but don't require it to consume the content.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you've already touched on this a bit, but when developing these podcasts, as we're looking to bring in new listeners at the top of the funnel, what kind of topics or formats are you finding that are really resonating and, you know, primed for growing an audience?
1: Well, really, the, the foundation is going back to your buyers or the audience that you're trying to reach. What are their concerns? What are their, you know, top of mind questions, you know, whether it's in their personal lives or their professional lives? What's really of interest to them? And then you can kind of dig a little bit deeper into, you know, what other media are they consuming? What websites do they visit? What publications do they read? And that kind of helps unearth some, you know, high level trends or or talking points or topics. Sure. And, um, you know, that that's usually what we use to create. overarching theme or narrative of, you know, that series. And, you know, that that's really the goal, I think, for a successful podcast series, that it's evergreen and that it's something that can evolve or be added to over time. So I think that's really important as well to think about, okay well, how can this evolve over the next six months to a year to five years? But, you know, based on the work that we've done so far, it's more around you know, overarching business trends or, you know, topics. So we can actually bring in a variety of people to partake in those conversations or speak to more specific topics that they're experts in.
0: Sure. Absolutely. So I guess on that note, what advice would you have for brands that are looking to build a strategy and start their own podcast series? You know, what format should they consider, episode frequency and length, the audience journey from episode to episode and beyond? You know, this falls under what we consider the pre-production phase. So what sort of advice would you have for these brands that are looking to jump into podcasting and, you know, may not know where to even start?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it, it does feel a little bit daunting, but again, go back to that overarching goal. You know, what are we trying to give? our buyers or our audience, because that's really your mission statement, right? That's the promise that you're going to make to yourselves as marketers.
0: And, and not to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, at no, all. No, no. uh, but I, I just think what you said is super interesting. Uh, there's no difference. I mean, podcasting really isn't any different from any other content initiative, right? It all comes back to the buyer and yeah. knowing your buyer, what's their pain points and things like that. It really is just like any other content format.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny because, you know, there are times when, you know, you have these interactions with whether it's clients or team members, and they're trying to kind of squeeze in those product messaging points or value props, and you have to pull them back. Say, no, if you want this to be a valuable conversation, that needs to happen organically. So it's how can we build that conversation, whether it's, you know, in the form of interview segments or, you know, Q&As, how can we build a narrative that is aligned with what, you know, is top of mind for your buyers, but we can also kind of uncover those new insights and best practices. So, you know, you're perceived as an expert or as someone who's connected to experts. So they're like, oh, hey, this person or this brand is trustworthy. You know, I wanna find out more about what they can provide us.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's also important to look at the bigger picture, really. I mean, this is just a part, you know, the the name of the episode literally says why podcasting should be a part of your marketing mix. Uh, This is just another part to your overall content marketing mix. So companies should consider that injecting brand messaging into this format may not be the best idea anyway let, let's get back on track here we went off on a tangent for a bit so let's get back to developing a strategy and mm-hmm. thinking about who our buyers are and how we want to reach them you know where do we go from there
1: and then you kind of go into the mission statement you know mm. what what is this going to accomplish for us and how are we going to help our buyers sure and then to your point how does this fit into our broader marketing strategy yeah. or our content strategy? Will we be using our podcasts to fuel content creation? Will we actually be extracting feedback from podcasts to create content? Or would it be the other way around? Are we going to be promoting podcasts in our content? There's not necessarily a right or wrong answer to that. Yeah. But I think taking a hard look at how all of those pieces fit together it is really important because you're ultimately creating a content journey for your audience. Yeah. So I would say that's the next step. And then finally, it's, you know, who do we bring in? You know, what what approach are we going to take? And, you know, we hear things like from NPR, you know, and it's more like interview style, like on the street, plus, you know, in studio segments, or it's just traditional interview style, like what we're doing right now or a conversation. So, um, you know, try to figure out you know what approach you want to take but don't necessarily feel confined to it if you know sure. it's not working out and
0: have fun with it you want to make it entertaining all these people are listening to your podcast they want to be entertained in some way you don't want them falling asleep at the wheel as they're listening to your podcast but like you said figuring out a format that takes a storytelling approach that's engaging and really hooks your audience as well as keeping them entertained I think, is the key to fostering loyal listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And trying to find interesting people, too. I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, looking at the same cast of characters. Sure. You know, and this is especially in really targeted industries. You'll find that there are the same analysts or authors or speakers, which, you know, for a reason. I mean, they're fantastic. They're, They're true experts in their field. They have a lot of clout. But don't be afraid to go outside of that parameter. And that's something that we really try to tell the brands that we work with.
0: Very cool. So in your opinion, what are you seeing working and would you recommend as best practices for things like publishing frequency and episode length, you know, things like that?
1: I mean, you probably have a a specific viewpoint here, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. But you know, what my perspective is, is figure out what's realistic for your company you know, if you're just starting out doing podcasts, it's probably too aggressive to say, oh, hey, we're going to do a weekly series. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, yeah. you know, your your marketing ops team or your marketing team kind of panicking hearing that. So I would say figure out what's realistic for your budget, your team, um, you know, your campaign, again, how it fits into the strategy. And um, make sure you're prepared for that. So if you start off, you know, doing every other month or every month, Make sure you record enough episodes so you can deliver on that promise because there's nothing worse than seeing, oh, hey, we're going to send you monthly podcasts or weekly podcasts and you don't get anything for three uh, months. That's that's
0: the, the death of every podcast is lack of consistency. Yeah, consistency is going to be key to your success for sure. Uh, the moment you don't fulfill that promise of publishing an episode and delivering that content to your listeners, that could be the death of your audience right there. Um, and as far as what we've seen, you know, we always like to recommend starting off with something like a 10 episode series, something along those lines. Uh, and as long as you're consistent, you can release the episode on any schedule you want. It could be weekly, biweekly, monthly. The key really is just to be consistent Um, Right. And recording a few episodes ahead of time and staying ahead of the publishing schedule can really help out here, too. But the key is to be prepared. So plan out your episodes ahead of time. Um, And then as far as episode length, unless you're really doing something, you know, really entertaining, I would recommend not going over 30 to 40 minutes uh, for sure. Uh, This is the perfect amount of time to deliver value to your listeners but also leaving them wanting some more for the next episode. So Alicia, for your post-production part of your strategy, you know, your episode is published, people are listening. In terms of the listener experience and their journey, what's the next step for the listener? You know, how do you tie that in?
1: Yeah, and I think, again, it will vary depending on the company's content strategy and how it kind of fits in. Sure. But... We like to encourage them to have some sort of call to action and not just, you know, reach out to our sales team to get more information. We like to see it tied into a larger experience, whether that's to register for an event that's coming up. Like, say you're interviewing the keynote speaker at your conference and you say, oh, hey, if you want more information, you know, sign up for our um, conference coming up. We're going to dive deeper into XYZ or better yet, have it tied to additional content that is aligned with the topics you're talking about or complementary to the topics that you're talking about sure. because you're allowing people to essentially go deeper into that buying journey and you know they can learn more about eventually your products and solutions you're giving them that power just by listening to a podcast. So we're seeing a lot of great work with uh, the content hubs and microsites. Yeah. So we, we, we see those as really ideal environments for podcasts because you allow people to easily click and choose what they want to engage with or, you know, binging content binging oh, is yeah. a really big trend now. So, you know, binge as much or as little as you want in that moment.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, guys, don't forget, you're building an audience here. So, at the very least, have your CTA set to subscribe. Yep. Subscribe to our series so that you don't miss our next episodes, things like that. Because once you have an audience base, you have potential customers at your fingertips. You know, you could argue that the call for a subscription could be the strongest CTA because keep in mind, if someone's tuning in every week because you're helping them with a pain point, you not only have a loyal listener, but you also have a potential customer who's raising their hands. So this is something to always just keep in mind. Or
1: or even better, have the CTA be engagement actual engagement. Say, "Hey, you want to hear from someone else? We'd love to hear from you. You know, reach out to us on social." Um, I wouldn't recommend email. I feel like that's too corporate and yeah. weird. Um, you know, reach out to the podcast on Twitter. Create, you know, a Twitter handle for your podcast series. That way, you know whether it's actual feedback or um ideas for future guests or participants in your podcast. You're creating that line of communication again with your audience which of course, drives engagement. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Podcasts really thrive in the social landscape for sure and should definitely be part of the episode promotional plans. Uh, Even Reddit has a strong community of podcast listeners, uh, more specifically, a growing community of business podcast listeners, uh, which is great. And they've recently launched paid advertisements on Reddit. So it's definitely worth a look. So Alicia, now that we have our podcast series launched, we've published a number of episodes. How do we know if it's successful? Uh, In your experience with your clients, how are they tying ROI to their podcast episodes? And maybe even the bigger question is, should they be tying ROI to podcasts and using that as the measure of success?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say because it's top of funnel that you're not going to be able to measure ROI. I mean, it's just too complex and too early to be able to do that. Sure. And, you know, because we're using podcasts as the first step, it's just going to be a very long and, you know, ongoing process to be able to determine that path. Yep. Um, I would say to to gauge the success of podcasts, focus on those engagement metrics. Like we're talking about social being one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, focus on how many people are clicking on, you know, your social posts, focus on how many people visit the content hub after, you know, listening to the podcast. So all of those different touches help create a really detailed picture around who's engaging where, you know, what channels should we be focusing on, which podcast app or platform is most effective.
0: Oh, yeah. And don't forget PPC ads or just display ads in general. I mean, all that kind of stuff. You know, any kind of dedicated platform you're utilizing to promote your podcast, there's your metrics right there. And I I think that's a really smart way to measure the success of your episodes. Um, While podcast platforms like Podbean and Lipson and even Apple Podcasts do offer some metrics, there really isn't a robust solution right now globally Uh, It doesn't seem anyone's really been able to figure that out fully just yet. So while your subscriber number is always a great KPI, um, all these peripheral metrics that we've just talked about are a great way to keep an eye on the performance of your episodes. Yeah, and
1: not not to cut you off there, but, um, you know, to the point about testing, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, like for brands to see what works and what doesn't when it comes to promotion too, because- I think we believe certain things about our audience and something new may emerge or something completely different than we initially thought. So one example is, you know, it's easy to assume that Twitter is a really big social channel to promote podcasts or the most effective. But one of our clients actually found that LinkedIn was more effective. Sure. So they were able to allocate more budget towards paid LinkedIn ads or, you know, paid LinkedIn content. And it was more effective for them in the long run. Every
0: audience is different. Yeah. Every so that's is a really
1: low hanging fruit opportunity for folks to really test and sure. see what works.
0: Yeah. And testing's the name of the game, just like with any other marketing initiative, testing, testing, testing. So while we're on the topic of podcast promotion, any tips or best practices for things like audience development or episode promotion, or even building your series as a standalone brand?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, again, social is, is really crucial, I think, engaging your audience through email. And it's interesting, because email is getting more entrenched. And, you know, it's really important to be strategic about how we use email. Sure. But um, I think, you know, by promoting influencers that you engage with, or, you know, the the value that the buyers going to be getting out of it. I think that's extremely effective because you're engaging people who are already engaged and know your brand. So, you know, they'll say, "Oh, hey, this is a really cool experience or, you know, offering, so let, let me learn more." Sure. Um,
0: and I, I think audience feedback, we mentioned this a little earlier, but I think audience feedback is crucial to success here. You know, You don't want to go down the line six months from now looking back at the data only to realize that your episode topics or formatting isn't resonating. So I would always ask for feedback from your audience at the end of every episode, give them a way to contact you and ask them for feedback. And on top of that, don't be afraid to ask them for suggestions on topics for episodes. Your audience is literally a goldmine when it comes to ideas for your episodes. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're the ones experiencing these pain points. And then all you need to do is craft an episode around that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think just making sure that the podcast is part of the ongoing conversation in an organic way is important. Again, we're talking about the effectiveness of hubs and microsites, but finding ways to incorporate blogs into other content you create whether it's through a blog series or, you know, a checklist from experts or things like that, Um, you know, you're making insights from your podcast series part of your ongoing brand conversation, which, um, you know, by including CTA links, again, create that closed loop, so to speak. Absolutely.
0: And when it comes to audience development and building your loyal subscriber base uh, for your clients, Where are you seeing success and what models are you utilizing with your clients?
1: Yeah, I I think, you know, it's an interesting period because a lot of the projects that we've done are just being ramped up now. So it will be interesting to see what the results are. Sure, But, um, you know, we have taken a few different approaches, you know, just creating those standard podcast microsites Mm -hmm. where all those episodes are readily available.
0: Um, Are are you asking them in, in the promotional aspect of things, are you asking for subscriptions to a full series or are you promoting episode to episode? You know, what's the strategy behind the CTAs and your promotional messaging? I I know you mentioned the hub earlier. So are you promoting the hub or are you promoting individual episodes and tacking on the hub or the full series at the bottom?
1: Yeah, I think it's possible to do both, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would encourage that again to test and see what works. And it does depend on audience, And also where, you know, the company is as far as the podcast development goes. We do have, you know, one client that is strategically waiting a few weeks between episodes. So our approach is, you know, send an email to say, you know, the series is launching. Um, Subscribe now to make sure sure you're, you're in with the in crowd or, you know, you get this VIP insight as soon as it's available. And then we have had others where... They waited until all episodes were done and, you know, complete. So they actually promoted that hub experience. So again, it really is contingent upon your goals, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to generate that buzz, you know, something new and exciting is coming. You know, I think that episode by episode approach is really cool because especially if you're engaging influencers, you really want to spotlight the influencers on their own. Yeah right? Because people may recognize one expert over another, or, you know, one may capture their attention more than another. So
0: on that note, are you seeing these influencers partner with your clients on promotional efforts and hitting their social channels and things like this? Yeah. Great.
1: Because usually if you get the right people, they're ready and excited to do that, you know, because it's good for them Um, because they're showing their involvement in that specific community, because at the end of the day, they want to be seen and, you know, recognized as experts. too. Sure.
0: That's great. So we're going to wrap things up here, Alicia. But before I let you go, I do have one last question for you. What's one or two pieces of high level advice that you would leave for our listeners who may be looking to start their own podcast series?
1: Yeah, I would say from a high level, a few key things. Number one, always be true to your brand. You know, don't try to be something you're not. Number two, be true to your audience. You know, you don't want to completely go, you know, astray from their expectations or what they know about your brand, unless your goal is to do a really large brand overhaul. Um, (laughs) I don't think the podcast is the right way to start that journey, but that's a whole different conversation. And then number three, I would say, Even if you have a plan, don't be afraid to go off of the plan.
0: Oh, that's super important.
1: Because, you know, we're talking all about testing and audience feedback. What's the point in collecting all that unless you're not going to use it? And at the end of the day, your audience just wants to feel heard and that you're responding to what they're telling you. So take that as an opportunity to not only test different formats and approaches on your own. But take it as an opportunity to show your audience, hey, we're listening to you and we want to create content that is valuable to you. And um, we're going to keep listening and adjusting to make sure that we fit the bill.
0: Yeah. And again, don't forget, listening to metrics and numbers is obviously important and you should be doing that at all times. But don't be afraid to ask for feedback. Literally ask your audience for feedback. And at the end of the day, what do they want to hear you talk about week after week?
1: And I would say the the final thing is look at it as a long-term initiative because at the end of the day, you want to ensure that you have content that can scale and, and grow with your brand. So as you're thinking about, you know, your podcast strategy and, um, you know, the topics that you're hitting and the, the participants that you're bringing on to interview or whatever approach you're taking, just look at it as a long-term term thing and something that it can improve and grow and evolve over time. Yeah.
0: Nothing worthwhile ever happened overnight. So if you remain consistent and you're adaptable to the data and your audience feedback, I, I think you should be able to produce something that your audience finds worthwhile to tune into every yeah. week.
1: And don't be annoyed if the numbers don't tell the best story ever. That's <laughs> you know, right. it, it is a process. And I think that's something that you definitely need to communicate to your team and you know, your higher ups as appropriate.
0: Absolutely. Well, Alicia, thanks again for coming out today for our very first podcast episode. It's been really insightful. It was great seeing you again. And I hope to have you back on the podcast sometime soon.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan.
0: And there you have it. Episode one in the books. If this episode got the gears turning and you have any questions at all, or maybe you have some feedback or ideas for future episodes, I want to hear from you. You can reach out to me directly at Devin at DevenioPodcasts.com. And if after this episode, you decided that you need to start your own podcast pronto, you can find more great podcasting resources at DevenioPodcasts.com, including a blog on the three recording essentials you'll need to record your very first podcast episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, happy podcasting.